Hey and welcome to the Human Design Podcast. My name is Leandra Haupt and I work as a Human Design Analyst. With this podcast, I want to introduce the Human Design System to you so you can implement this incredible knowledge into your life as well. Knowing your design will help you to understand, accept and love yourself, make aligned decisions and follow your unique life purpose. It is time now to acknowledge that you are unique and perfect just the way you are. Hello and welcome to a new episode. Today I'm not alone here. I invited a beautiful guest. Her name is Natalie Holbrook and she's an astrologer. And if you know my last podcast, Pure Happy Healthy, you might still remember her because I had her on, on an episode in April 2021, so quite a while. And we spoke what else about astrology. So as human design and astrology work so perfectly together, I invited her again to speak on my podcast here. And we're diving into astrology and specifically about astrocartography. So that is locating where you have beneficial energies in the world. And we also, of course, speak on that in the context of human design and specifically about the G-Center, which is all about direction, but also location, meaning everything that is surrounding you. So without further ado, let's get started. Just a little side note, I had a little uh, struggle with my microphone. I don't know what's going on. I should have asked if it was Mercury retrograde or something, because that means that technology is just screwed at least it felt like this in the last weeks for me anyways so i'm excusing myself for my microphone quality it's really bad but uh yeah i hope you can still listen and enjoy and next time i promise it will be better i'm so happy to speak with you again because we already spoke on my old podcast but now we're tuning into my new podcast so hi and welcome natalie Hi, thank you so much for having me back. I always love chatting with you. We could chat forever. <laughs> like we already did before. We like we just recording. did for an hour, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we just have half an hour, so we need to be short and on focus now. <laughs> so before we get started, would you like to introduce yourself for everyone who has not listened to our last episode? Yes, so my name is Natalie Holbrook. I am an intuitive astrologer, and I also am a facilitator of a modality called Psych-K, which is a really powerful, incredible method on how to transform your life by using your subconscious to think of the things that you desire and implement all of that. And how I do this in my business is we work with your astrology chart and see what your gifts are, what your challenges are, and then use Psych-K to help you to get in line with that highest version of yourself while clearing out the things that you are ready to let go of. And I just want to add, you're the freaking best astrologer ever. I remember oh. you gave me, you gave me uh, one of my first readings actually. And like, it was not that one of their first readings, but you gave me the first reading that I understood because mm -hmm. all the time before that, like astrology just seemed like that really complicated thing that I didn't really know what they were talking about or why the things were like they were and you just put it so clear out there that I understood everything how it's like working out and I'm super grateful so 
you should definitely check her out if you have not had a reading astrology reading done yet and as we're on a human design podcast do you also want to share something on your human design or shall i share something on your human design in case you don't remember yeah i can share so i'm a generator and i'm a four one and one four almost one four okay (laughs) thank you and you are i'm gonna pay this compliment back because you are absolutely the best human design reader that i've ever experienced and taught me so much leandra and i had an amazing night in tulum where we were sitting down and she gave me this reading and another reading and and i was like so mind blown because there were things that no one had ever shared with me or told me that made so much sense especially about my emotional identity center being open like that really was a a mind-blowing moment to me yeah thank you and same with astrology and that's why i love to invite you here because i think these two modalities go so well hand in hand and they're quite similar in some ways but it's a slightly different language but expressing a lot of similarities and can help each Mm -hmm. other to discover yourself more because that's in the end what it's all about and we were talking a very long time also about your totally open g or identity center which was also if i see it correctly was a very mind-blowing moment for you to discover that um, your identity center is open and therefore you take on more like several different identities depending on who you're with where you are who's surrounding you, like where you're working, where you're living, whatever. Everything that you surround yourself with will have a massive impact on how you feel and how your identity will shape. And also in Mm -hmm. which direction you're going in life and on how you perceive love for yourself. So that differs with the person you're with. Whereas I have a defined identity center. So um, for me, it's the opposite. I'm quite fixed in all these uh, senses. I'm quite fixed in my identity on how I do things, where my direction is going, the way that I perceive love. Um, so we have quite a big difference there. And especially for people who are open in their identity center, as we said, it is super, super important to be extra mindful who are the people who you hang out with the most. Who do you let in your field? Where do you live? And it's very interesting because this was a big, big topic for us in our last conversations always as we met in Mexico, um, both a little bit being on the search for our new home, let's say, you coming from the States and also being not 100% satisfied for where you lived. Um, So I ask you also to give me an astrocartography reading. So that's the topic I want to dive into a little bit deeper on first of all your perception maybe you can also explain it um the the place of location a little bit more from an astrological point and why the location or the the field in which we live is so important and then we can maybe jump into what that meant for you and maybe also for me so from an astrological perspective first of all how would you say that location is impacting us Yes. So location impacts everything 100%. There's two main ways that it's going to impact us. One is that we have something called astrocartography, which is your birth chart placed over a map of the world. And all of the planets are going to align into different cities, states, countries, and they're going to have a very specific energy 
where you are and that's going to make a difference. So, you know, we can look at your chart and I can even see for you here if we go into where you where you were born or where you're from, if we just come into Berlin, you naturally have, let me just see here, you actually naturally have your Venus line right here in Berlin. And so that's really amazing. That's very rare. And so that would show that it's actually quite easy for you to maybe either meet women friends, to have experiences of love. And sometimes if it's not love, then it also can be things that you love. It can be art, music, film, you know, um, things that I know that you, you, you do enjoy and that you love. And that this is a great place for you to make money. And then the other part of this is that there's four different elements of the chart. So we have something called the IC, which represents your home. We have something called the MC, which represents your career. And then we have the AC, which is how you show up in the world and how people see you. And then the DC, which represents relationships. And so these four different points in the sky, these will attach to one of the planets for each city that you, know, you might be in. And so for you, you have this Venus and the IC here, which is the home line. And so it's kind of like, no matter where you live, you can always have a home in Berlin, always have a home in Germany, and that you'll have probably friends who will always be there and um, always something that kind of gets you excited and feels nostalgic in a happy way that, that you desire. So that's, that's the first way of looking at using the astral cartography, which is really fun. And then the second is that we can take the time difference from when you were born to where the place is that you are potentially moving to. So let's say that you were gonna go somewhere where maybe it's, I don't know, two or three hours ahead. So then we would change your birth time to that time and it would change your whole chart. So you would have this whole new energy as if you're a different person because you get this new energy because we say, well, what time would she have been born if she was born in you know, Turkey or something? And we would change the, that time difference. And so it changes a lot of your experience. Mm, and that's so fascinating for me. And we did it with a few different locations and with every single location, we looked at it aligned so much on how I already felt about it. And yes, that's actually, I think internally, we already know what the right places for us are, but sometimes it feels mm -hmm. so reaffirming to have someone tell you actually what's awaiting you, right? Especially if you've yes. never been there. And for me, especially, like it has all my life, I, I knew where I needed to go. Like, and now I can, I know I know why, because in the, in the G center, we have a magnetic monopole, which is attracting things to us, which is basically leading us through life when we're aligned and will bring us the, the right people, the right places, situations, whatever, um, and magically attracts that to us. And also when we have awareness of this energy, when we, when we tune in with ourselves, with this sort of intuition that comes from the G center, we already know intuitively where we are guided to. And mm -hmm. I always knew when the time was right for me to go some other place. And then it perfectly aligned where I had to go. And I'm wondering, you seem to have that as well, right? That you intuitively mm -hmm. kind of know where that your next place is, where you want to live. Is that something that you've always experienced? Oh, absolutely. I think that 
you're probably one of the other gypsies that travels just as much as me. <laughs> like it's very, excuse me, difficult to find other people, but I have moved around so much and not even in this way of like, oh, I'm moving because I'm searching for this thing, but more so like I'm supposed to go be in this place right now. And if I don't go to this place, then I'm just going to be stagnant in this other space. And to me, I would rather be uncomfortable in figuring out a move than comfortable and miserable, you know, or comfortable and safe. And so, you know, even a couple of years ago, I moved up to this little tiny town called Nevada City and it was during COVID. I was living with my parents during COVID and I was like, you know, I need to just get a change of scene. And I was studying at an Ayurveda college and the Ayurveda college, they were up in this town up near, um, for anybody who's in California or in the US listening, it's up near Lake Tahoe, which is this beautiful, beautiful lake area. And the school would sometimes say, okay, we're open for people in person to COVID or no, we're not. And they just kept going back and forth with that. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go move up there for a little bit. And if they open, then that's great. And if I still do it online, but I just need a change of scene. And the moment that I got there, I started having dreams about my ex-boyfriend. And there were all of these signs, like I was giving astrology readings and he was living in Montana and Montana, the state kept coming up over and over again. And I was like, there's something here that I'm supposed to reach out to him. And I know, and then we did, and it ended up being something that both of our souls really needed to experience. And had I not moved up there, that wouldn't have happened. And so it's kind of like with every single move, it's been something to take me to this next place. Like it truly is like a treasure map. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing this. And I think even sometimes if the location is not the permanent um, yes. like place for us, there is always something to do. So as for me, it's with Berlin like this, that like I know I cannot fully go from Berlin, but I always need breaks from Berlin. But I know there's still work for me here to do. Um, still things to work up. There's still more things to come from me here. Um, but I, I feel like I'm slowly moving through that. And maybe at one point when there's everything done that needs to be done here, then I will feel the urge to move somewhere else. But I think with my design, it is quite easy to do so, right? Because I have the defined G center, I have a defined screen and like this gives me some sense of security and some sense of mm -hmm. being guided and held. And, but I imagine, especially if you have the open um, G center, so the open identity center, as you are so detached to your surroundings, to the people you live and, and your environment, you become a part of that. So, mm -hmm. I think it must be very scary for someone to move or to let go of the things because mm -hmm. it could go hand in hand with feeling like a loss of identity that you experience because you don't know yet who you will be or who you will become once you're in that new environment. And I mean, I'm asking you now, like, is that something that like a fear that would come up for you as well? When I move, it's like, okay, I get to be myself here. And what pieces do I get to pick up that are going to contribute to more of who I am? You know, like, I think that instead of having a fear of losing my identity, it's like, ooh, who else do I get to become? Like, what else do I get to 
put into my basket of abundance of experiences. And I will say, I think even with having this open identity center, you know, whenever I go to a place, if people are talking in accents or if people are speaking Spanish or whatever they're speaking, I can acclimate so quickly to it. And, you know, like I do speak Spanish. And so all of a sudden I'm there and it's like, it's, it's coming again. Or if I'm at a place where even if people are speaking in some type of accent, it's almost like I pick up that dialect and I can transmute. I'm very chameleon-like in that sense. Mm -hmm. And I love that you say that, that you, you're not scared because this is the healed way of dealing with it. Because mm. in, in the lower self, like let's say, or in the, in the scarcity mindset, you would be scared, right? But mm -hmm. in your highest alignment, you're not scared anymore because exactly as you said, you, you're, you feel abundant because you can experience everything around you in so many different ways. And you just pick whatever feels good for you and make your own identity on, on these new things that align with you. So you can actually experience an even more abundant identity than someone with a defined center as you can be very selective to the pieces that you let in and which construct your new identity so this is so beautiful because it shows that um, it doesn't have to be the other way that you're scared um, and then in this terms like everyone who has a, a, a totally open or maybe um, an undefined identity center just to if you feel already that maybe the place where you live right now is not the right place anymore to really ask yourself, like, do you want to continue here? And maybe as a generator, become frustrated or as a reflector, disappointed or um, bitter or angry, you know, all these not self themes that could show up when you're not living in, a, in your alignment. Do you really want to have that? Or do you want to dare to take the risk and maybe building up a new identity around that? And I think it's so worth it because like we're at any point of our lives, we're never stuck. And even if the new place, I think that's sometimes what we forget, right? Like if the new place doesn't work for us, we're just going somewhere else, like where it's more aligned. There is nothing and no one holding you back usually. Mm -hmm. And that is something that aligns really well with your story, right? I don't know if you want to share it on how you moved like places very quickly and you could feel that's not aligned would you like to share it or is that too yeah yes no absolutely well the one thing I also want to add about this identity center is that I, I even feel more so with places is that it's actually with people that I sometimes have a hard time letting go with that or that I have a fear of like oh my goodness I'm gonna hurt them like it, it usually comes back to that And so that's where I feel like sometimes there's this piece of, can I stop this relationship or can I stop being friends with this person without feeling this, you know, guilt or sadness that I'm hurting them somehow, even though it's what I know I need to do for, for me. So I wonder if that, is that also the tied in? And I mean, also your open emotional center plays in with that, right? Like oh. <laughs> setting boundaries, not wanting to hurt anyone's feeling because that would make them feel them bad. And that would make you feel guilty because you're feeling their emotions very heightened. So it's a combination of, of the two of them. But yeah, of course, like it's also um, playing in that you like the people, like you picked out parts of them to make up your identity, mm -hmm. right? So 
obviously feel scary letting them go because that's also part of your identity in that sense that you're letting go of and obviously that can feel very very scary so yeah it's playing yeah all together yes um but let's get back to the astrology uh viewpoint oh no first if you want to share this i'll tell the story yes yeah yeah so i was living in Asheville, north carolina and Um, how I had even gotten there was a funny story because I was in San Diego um, and I went and did ayahuasca. Even me getting to do ayahuasca was a story. You know, it's like there's always these ways of me shifting into this place. The person that I told you guys that I had started this relationship with again, we broke up and I said to the universe, show me what I need to do to heal my heart. And the next week, my friend that I was visiting in Guatemala, she was like, hey, I just signed us up for an ayahuasca ceremony. Hope that you're ready for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm doing ayahuasca. Yeah, okay. This is my sign of how I'm supposed to heal my heart. So I go to Guatemala. I do the ayahuasca. I'm having this beautiful ceremony and I hear or I see this, this tree and in my ayahuasca portal, it looks like an elk. And so the elk says to me, leave California and go to the green. And I have no idea what the green is. I was like, this could be Hawaii or Ireland or Bali. You know, I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, but I'm going to follow this because I was feeling kind of stagnant in San Diego. And so then um, I went on this camping trip and I was like, you know, I think I need to be in the woods. And then the word Asheville just popped into my mind. And so I, and this is the place in North Carolina. So I went out there and I was like, I'm going to go for three months. And I ended up staying for a very long time. And it was beautiful. I made this whole community of people, a a good friend followed me out there who then, um, this has to do with the identity center too, where we had to kind of go through our own things. But really with this experience, I had to slow down. I had to set boundaries with people and I had to get really clear about what is it that I want in life? And am I just kind of going so fast? And so I feel like with Asheville, that energy for me and in my astrology, the energy was that it was this very heightened spirituality, but also heightened anxiety. And I personally never get anxiety. And so for me to experience that over there, I was like, this is not me. This is not who I am. But when I look at my astral cartography, it was the energy of Neptune, which is very spiritual, or it's also extremely anxiety ridden because you can get nerves and it's kind of like you don't know what's going on there's a lot of mystery and a lot of illusion to it and this was all in the relationship area and this happened with the community that I was there and so when I was there towards the end what basically forced me to leave was that I ended up getting really sick with adrenal fatigue where I was in bed for almost three months I had gone to Tulum where Leandra and I saw each other and that was the final straw. (laughs) After I got back, my body was like, nope, you are done. And we're taking, you know, three months, two and a half months, basically, that you need to rest and chill and, you know, kind of come back into yourself. And so that was also a part of this Jupiter is that the, the benefit of it is that it was bringing me back into my highest good. I feel so trusting of the universe now. I have the deepest relationship with the universe and God and spirit and everything but it also had to pull me away from other relationships. And then I left Asheville for a little bit to come back to California and to start to heal. And when I went back there, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to stay a little bit longer. But I actually heard a voice that said, get out. And that voice I knew was 
my body, but also whatever spirits were around me and the voice in my head saying, it's time to go. And since then, I've been able to heal so rapidly um, and have such a clearer picture of where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, it's so fascinating with location because there was a huge purpose for me to be there. Like there were so many reasons why I needed to be there. I needed to slow down. I'm personally changing a lot of things within my career, the way that I show up in my career, the way that I show up in relationship. Like I had to basically go there to retreat to an extent and then, and, and like get sick so that I really retreated <laughs> and find out here's how you really need to nourish yourself and then come back. So it's like, it does these places, they give us so much, even if on the outside people are like, oh my God, you're sick. I'm so sorry. But it's like, I'm actually being resuscitated and rejuvenated through that whole process. Yeah, I think everything went exactly how it's supposed to, because otherwise you would have been on a total different place now. So this place was there for bringing you back onto your path, even though it was not permanent. And I think sometimes people are so scared to take these moves um, for the sake of security or not knowing what's going to happen or whatever, or like a lack of trust. And I think really if this voice or this inner intuition or this pull is there, go do it because it's so worth it. And even if you're not yes. staying for a long time, there is a lesson for you to be learned there. And maybe it's just mm -hmm. a month, maybe it's a year, maybe it's a lifetime, who knows? But there is that lesson for you. Otherwise you would not feel the pull. And then it's so important to follow that. And this is just my personal opinion or like my maybe observation, let's say, but I do believe that every place or like every town or whatever in this world also has a human design and therefore mm. a very specific energy. And that's why some people feel drawn to some places and some other people don't feel drawn to these places because it always depends if your energies align or if they don't. So let's say um, for one person, a place activates the emotional center, which you usually don't. It might be a very emotional experience that you have in this place, which I'm certain Tulum has. Yes. <laughs> I never felt more ups and downs in my life, like in Tulum, Mexico. Holy wow. Jesus. Um, like it was just a roller coaster of emotions, which I usually don't experience because I'm emotionally open. Um, in my solar plexus is, um, is open. So probably Tulum activated my emotional center because of its energies. But maybe another person that would come, maybe if they do not have the, the affording gates or channels, it would not do anything to them because they wouldn't feel this emotional um, waves from Tulum. So that's why people react differently as well to different location and only mm -hmm. you can know how you will react one person will love it another person will hate it and i'm sure everyone knows that when your friends are saying like oh like i don't know i loved india and me personally i didn't like india at all because my energy was really not aligned with that place so it's all about also just experimenting i mean i'm, I'm a 6-3 profile so it's about experimenting for me anyways but even if you don't have a three or a six in your profile, like also allow yourself to, to just dive in the energy and just check it out for yourself and see how you feel with it and how it matches up. Because right now we cannot fully 
get the chart from Tulum. Like, I mean, who knows when Tulum was born, like what, what day or whatever. But we can feel the energies and, and we will know if it's right for us. Um, but going back and building the bridge back to astrology, so you were already saying that I have my Venus line in Berlin. So that's a very beneficial line. So what are the other, let's say, beneficial lines that we can have um, when we look at the places? Yes, absolutely. So the really great lines to follow and to, to experiment with <laughs> would definitely be the Venus line because the Venus line is going to give you all of the Venus types of things. So it's going to give you, you know, money, friendship, love, um, and fun, like all the things that you want, connection, relationships. And the sun line is a great one. Your sun line actually goes through Russia. So it's kind of funny. Okay. Um, right now, mm -hmm. the best place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, the sun line is where you're going to shine. It's where you're going to feel like things are working for you. It's where people see you, you feel seen, you feel energetic, you feel strong. You know, it's like the, the peak of summer. It's like you're probably out exercising and feeling good and feeling beautiful, feeling radiant and feeling a lot of vibrant energy and a lot of high vibration. Um, I think that Mercury is an interesting one to follow. If you are someone who's a writer or a coach, or if you somehow want to do something with a lot of communication, or if you're a speaker or podcasting, Mercury is also an interesting one because wherever you have Mercury, you're going to be communicating a lot, but you're also going to meet a lot of other creative people that you can collaborate with and that you guys can come up with ideas together and that you'll probably be very inspired by and that potentially it's good for, for learning or for teaching. Um, and then Jupiter obviously is a great line to go down, but I do want to make a little disclaimer with Jupiter because everyone says, you know, in the astrology community, oh, follow your Jupiter line, follow your Jupiter line, because Jupiter is expansion and luck and we call it the Santa Claus of the Zodiac because it brings a lot of magic to us. However, Jupiter is not always only for the positive. It's going to just expand anything that is there. So for example, when I was in Asheville, I had my Jupiter line right there and I lost so much money <laughs> because I hired a company to do something for me and then I got sick and I couldn't get my money back. And so it expanded all of that. Now, of course, I'm not saying that if you follow your Jupiter line, this is going to happen to you, but that there's this aspect of just a lot of things happening. Now, this also happened to me because Neptune was there and Neptune is the planet of dissolving. So it's spirituality or it's things that dissolve. So my money was dissolved, so to say. And that was also because of a lot of transits. But Jupiter is really interesting to follow because then it can also bring you a ton of abundance. It can bring you just joy, happiness, wonderful people. You can have the opportunity to make good money. Um, my Jupiter line actually runs right through Buenos Aires where I lived for eight months. And it was like one of my favorite times in my whole life. And I didn't even realize that. And then I looked back later and I was like, oh my goodness, of course. Um, so that is, I would recommend to follow your Jupiter line, but to also know that things are going to happen in a big way, no matter what, they're going to be big. And another great one to follow is the moon. And the moon is where you feel safe. It's where you feel comfortable. It's where you feel at home. The moon is a really nice one because it's just this feeling of like, oh, I can relax and I can retreat and that you might have a good time also meeting other women and feeling really taken care of. It's a very feminine energy. And then the last one that I think is a really nice one to follow is to follow your North node and see 
what would want to, what lessons would want to come about for you? And this might not always be an easy one because the North Node will teach us lessons in a way that get us close to our destiny. It's, it's, the, it's known as the destiny point in the sky, but also our tough lessons that we have to learn. And they could be tough or they could be, you know, easy where you, all of a sudden you meet a new friend on the street because someone walks up and compliments you and you're like, oh, wow, I just learned a lesson that I could also go up and compliment someone and make friends or that maybe you fall in love for, you know, two weeks and then you go through one of the saddest breakups of your life, but you learn a lot of mess, a lot of lessons through that. So those I'd say are the ones that are really fun to follow. Mm, thank you so much for like pointing them out. And I would love to ask you more about all the lines, but I know you need to go. <laughs> so save that for another time. Um, yeah, we'll do part two. Started the, the, to record a little bit too late as we were like chit chatting about uh, all things astrology and human design. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm sure it will not be the last time you being on my podcast. And if you want to find out more about astrocartography, hit Natalie up. She's also doing astrocartography readings, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and all sorts of other readings. So check out her media and her Instagram and everything about her and follow her. She makes amazing content. And if you want to dive in for yourself a little bit, it's also possible. It's maybe a little bit more like requires some work to get into it, but on astro.com, you can um, also check the lines. If you know, have a little bit background information, let's say, um, and if you want to nerd out about the G Center, then you know where to find me. <laughs> so book a reading if you want to find a talk with me about your G Center. I'm happy to do so. And yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing the work that you do. Thanks for chatting with me. And I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy that you stay till the end of this podcast and I would love for you to share this podcast with someone who could really benefit from it and also would be so happy if you would leave me a five-star review on Apple that helps that more people can find this valuable information. If you want to get an individual reading done which can help you so much understand yourself better, please get in touch through my website or through Instagram. Bye for now.